0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest. But first, let's say hi to our partners, uh, the global community of women in high school sports, and uh, We Coach, two great organizations that you should be a part of. We Coach and the global community of women in high school sports. Now, let's hear from our sponsors. We want to thank our friends at Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only raise money for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or send them an email at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out and see what their fantastic products can do for you. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your game and collect your revenue. And every step of the way you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like dances, for theater productions, music performances, even graduation. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to SnapRaise. Go to snapraise.com and see how better fundraising can make your program better get away from the fundraising headaches of the past there's no upfront cost there's no selling your data secure you can even get access to funds before you even raise them our coaches use snapraise and it was just fantastic and choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is critical and you can put the snapraise digital fundraising difference to work it's safe it's secure and it works Go to snapraise.com and check out the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped schools just like yours raise using Snap Raise. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com for more information. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, if you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's athletic record boards and your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. They've got an entire library of templates to go with their interactive touchscreen consoles. Let them help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present, and showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast and use the podcast code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com start creating custom branded content for your school's social media channel gipper.com we also want to say thanks to huddle go to huddle.com and see why huddle is how the world sees sports over 200,000 teams use huddle to help their athletes and their teams perform better using video and analytics As a high school football coach, I used Huddle for years. But as a high school AD, our school was a huddle school. And our coaches just loved the apps, the mobile accessibility. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle has solutions for the challenges you face as an AD. Go to huddle.com and find out why we believe in sports and why teams believe in Huddle. Can 6 million users be wrong? Go to huddle.com and see how your school can become a huddle school. That's huddle.com. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms. Final Forms is the industry leader in forms and registration, but it's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication and even help with their certification management. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters and all the reports that come across your desk. Um, You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my school, we used surveys for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the surveys almost always came back overwhelmingly positive, and they will for you too. But the surveys also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little. And sometimes they'd share a small problem that you could address and keep it from turning into a big problem because you didn't know about it because you didn't give them a survey. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going up to New Hampshire today, and our guest is Kenny Edwards. Kenny is a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics and activities at Merrimack High School in Penacook, New Hampshire. So, Kenny Edwards, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Jake. It's nice to be here. Um, I I do have to say Merrimack Valley High School (laughs) because there is a separate Merrimack High School in uh in new hampshire so it's merrimack valley high school oh Started my
0: goodness i ha- i had that written down on my notes and i i missed that so again uh, kenny edwards from merrimack valley
1: high school thank in you and a good new hampshire <laughs> sure. okay. it's Absolutely. nice to be here no. <laughs> thank you it's it's really nice to be here
0: oh well we appreciate you spending some time uh with us for our uh listeners we're recording this on october 4th so it's going to be pretty timely by uh the time you're listening to it Kenny, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's the Kenny Edwards origin story? Um, you know, maybe take us up through those college years, and then we'll uh, hear more about your uh, uh, your athletic director career.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, I grew up in Northern Virginia, uh, in Loudoun County, right outside of Washington D.C. My father was a basketball coach and teacher. Uh, my brother and I played. High school basketball for him at Parkview High School and then uh, went from there to Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia, uh, majored in health and physical education, um, graduated there and started my athletic director career or my high school teaching and coaching career in Southern Virginia in Chesapeake, uh, very near Virginia Beach and was a high school PE teacher, a high school basketball coach uh, for 17 years and then I got into coaching college basketball at the Division three level at Virginia Wesleyan College, and at the Division I level at Norfolk State University as an assistant coach for four years. Uh, so that really uh, started me thinking about the administrative side of athletics. Uh, at Norfolk State especially, I was in charge of uh, running the women's basketball budget, Uh, and scheduling travel and and doing a lot of the administrative things that come with being a college basketball coach. And uh, I learned a lot from the athletic director at Norfolk State at the time was Mr. Marty Miller, uh, who was also an excellent baseball coach there. Uh, And I learned how to run an athletic department, how to administer, how to mentor young coaches, and also the financial side of athletics. So from there, Uh, when I decided to get out of coaching college basketball, because we had young children and the recruiting just did not work at the time for us. So I got back in for a couple of years as a special education teacher, trying to get certified uh, as an athletic administrator. And that also helped prepare me, teaching special education helped prepare me for being an athletic administrator also, because I learned more about unified sports. I learned more about uh, writing IEPs and that side of the education process. So then I, I got my first job as athletic administrator at Jamestown High School in Williamsburg, uh, stayed there for seven years, uh, was a part of a fantastic growing athletic department. Uh, and then last spring, uh, got the wonderful opportunity to be the new athletic director at Merrimack Valley High School in uh, New Hampshire. And the reason we decided to move up here, uh, it's a rather large move from Virginia to New Hampshire. Uh, my wife's family is from Maine, about 50 minutes from where we're at right now. And they're not doing so well uh, physically, so we decided to move back in the area, be closer to them. She has a special needs brother that we also help take care of. Uh, so it's been really good for our family to be back together uh, and to kind of grow and, and learn more about this area. So that that's kind of my journey from Northern Virginia to New Hampshire.
0: Well, again, I always love to hear the stories and, uh, you know, the, the bouncing around a little bit, uh, you know, you, you did that uh, all on one coast, you know, uh, you know, my career, we, we crisscrossed the country as a college coach uh, yeah. for a while. Um, let's t- talk a little bit about that college experience. I know um, in, in talking with high school coaches and high school ADs, I think the college uh those that have not done it, they, they look at that college experience and think that uh, it, it's all, uh, you know, everybody's at the D1 level and, you know, you're flying in jets and things like that. I coached, uh, you know, JUCO and NAIA and uh, Division three for a while. Um, and you're absolutely right. You know, our kids and my wife was a coach, uh, but we had kids and the, the recruiting, the travel. Uh, talk a little bit about some of the fun things. Uh, that you experienced as a college coach?
1: Well, without question, the the most fun that I had, and the the only part that I really actually miss, is recruiting, because I enjoyed going into high schools. I enjoyed meeting coaches, uh, seeing how different coaches ran their programs, even at the high school level, and, and even at the AAU level. I enjoyed watching practices, and getting to know uh, other coaches, and getting to know parents, and families, and you know as a college coach you have the one thing that they all want and that's the scholarship you know so so it, it really led to some very interesting conversations uh, about life after college what do you how are you going to use that scholarship to benefit your life to make your life better to make it a memorable experience and and so as as i spent time as a college coach i realized that you know kids are kids no matter whether they're on the east coast or the west coast What motivates kids is if they can see that you have their best interest at heart and what you're doing is helping them advance in their careers as an athlete and a student. And so that became that part of coaching and and administrating became very valuable to me as I moved out of college coaching. Uh, So that to me was the most fun part. And uh, we had some great players at Norfolk State and Virginia Wesleyan. We had a lot of fun traveling and and playing other teams and seeing different styles of play. So those were good times. Uh, and, and there's, there's days that I miss that, but there's not that many days that I miss it.
0: <laughs> no, I, I agree with you hundred percent, you know, visiting with kids, visiting with parents and coaches, that was a lot of fun. And I think it really paid off later on as a high school coach uh, when we had kids getting recruited and my own three kids, as they were going through the recruiting process, uh, having that perspective, uh, I, I think really helped. Let's go and jump into um, you know that coaching career, and uh, I'd like uh, our guests to share the that period when they're transitioning from coach to AD, what I call coming to the other side of the desk. Uh, how did that all play out, and and maybe what are some memories of that period of your career?
1: You know, in, in all my times as as a coach, both on the high school and college level, I always tried to be very mindful of what my athletic director was doing, what my athletic director's expectations of me were. Uh, and the, the athletic directors that I enjoyed working with were ones that had very clear expectations, ones that were very accessible. Uh, so, so those kinds of things motivated me and, and really molded me as I became an athletic director. I decided that I was going to lead Face to face. I wasn't going to try to leave from behind a desk or through email or text or anything like that. So, uh, when the school day ends, uh, if you need to find me, I tell all my coaches: if you need to find me, go out to the practice field. You know, go out to the game field, because that's that's where my job really begins: is building those relationships. And you have to do that day by day. You have to be consistent. And those are some of the things that I learned from my athletic directors when I coached. Uh, And then the other thing is just be very clear and very concise on what your expectations are, you know, and and create opportunities for communication that I'm really big on communication. And and I learned from some very good ADs that whenever you think that you finally mastered communication, that's the minute you start falling behind because it's evolving with social media, with different ways to communicate. If you can't be face to face. And you've got to be very clear with your expectation. You've got to follow up with different types of communication to make sure your message was received. So I would say communication, clear, concise expectations, leading face-to-face. Those are the things that I picked up from my former athletic directors.
0: Boy, uh, those sound like some great uh, tools for the toolbox. I hope you saved a couple uh, you know, for the end of our interview. And uh-huh. uh, again, I love your point about uh, if you want to find me, I'm going to be out on the practice field, you know, and again, that's where I always tried to be uh, after school is just get out there, get around to as many practices as I could see, you know, in the gym, the fields, the pool, um, Mm you know, very important stuff for listeners. Our guest today is Kenny Edwards. He's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics and activities at Merrimack Valley high school. And that's in Pinnacock, New Hampshire. We're going to take our first break. But please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and check out their indoor scoring tables and video boards. Uh, We had a a Sideline Interactive uh, indoor scoring table in our gym. We still do. And it's just great. Of course, we use it for home games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and it really does a great job. Go to SidelineInteractive.com or email them at sales at SidelineInteractive.com and check out their indoor scoring tables and video boards. That's SidelineInteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com, and they're going to show you how to sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that provides hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, uh, your uh, performing arts productions, uh, music concerts, even graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling your tickets digitally. That's hometownticketing.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Kenny Edwards. And he's the director of athletics at Merrimack Valley High School in New Hampshire. Kenny, we always like to uh, let our guests give a shout out to the mentors, uh, the people that have helped them along the way. Uh, None of us get to where we're at on our own. So who are some of the people that have helped you?
1: Well, I think my first mentor had to be my father. Um, He was a high school basketball coach, a high school physical education teacher for well over 35 years, um, kind of stayed in two different schools for his entire career. So he taught me the value of stability, the value of building relationships and, and working in one spot and, and trying to build programs. He also taught me the value of, of being friends with other coaches. So it's not always an adversarial relationship, but it's more you're working together to do what's best for the kids while competing. So those are some interesting things I learned from him. My second mentor was a gentleman by the name of Tom Dolan. Tom is since retired. He was the associate director of the Virginia High School League. He was in charge of compliance. Tom was also the very first athletic director at Jamestown High School in Williamsburg, where I also worked. So Tom helped me as I became an administrator. He answered questions for me, countless questions on compliance and Um, how to make sure we're staying within the rules and then the various nuances that came with being at Jamestown because he had walked that walk for seven years so he could help me through my journey at Jamestown as well. The third person I'd like to mention would be David Rhodes. David is the director of athletics for the city of Virginia Beach um, and David was my very first athletic director as a head basketball coach. I worked with David for 11 years at Frank Cox High School in Virginia Beach, and David taught me the value of listening. And he also taught me that no matter what happens, you have to maintain your composure. You have to think through situations, and you react calmly. As a young basketball coach, I was all over the place. You know, I, I'm not as emotionally stable. Or I wasn't as I am now. I'd like to think. And so David would always calm me down. He would talk me through situations, and he never lost his cool, never lost his temper. So he taught me the value of listening, the value of building relationships, but also maintaining composure. And then the final person is a gentleman named Dwayne Peters. Dwayne is also since retired. He was athletic director at Dominion High School in Loudoun County, also Heritage High School in Newport News. Dwayne is the gentleman responsible for getting me involved in the VI AAA, the Virginia Interscholastic Athletic Administrator Association, uh, he moved up to be the, the president-elect and pulled me into the board of directors as our region rep. And from there, it just kind of uh, moved very quickly, but Dwayne is a gentleman that kind of convinced me that I could do that, and I could... You know i could be the right person for that position he mentored me along the way and even to this day he's still in virginia i'm in new hampshire i call dwayne and talked to him about different issues and uh, he's just been a great friend over the years so those would be the four gentlemen uh that that influenced me the most in my career
0: Boy, well, again our regular listeners hear me say this all the time i just love hearing the stories and uh, i love that uh, you still are in touch with uh you know some of your mentors that's very cool and you've made a great transition to our next segment. Um, you know you talked about uh, getting involved with the Virginia Interclassic Athletic Administrators Association. Talk a little bit about that journey. We have you know younger ADs, newer ads that listen, and I think it's important that they hear about the journey that you know we all take uh, with our state and with our national organization. So uh, go through that if you can.
1: Well, the very first step is I got involved at the the state level. And I let it be known to the other ADs, as soon as I became an athletic director, that I was willing to get involved. And I didn't care at what level, I just wanted to be a part of something to get to know other ADs, to try to become a better AD myself. And like I said, Dwayne kind of pulled me in as a region rep on our board of directors. Um, I was there for five years and then I decided to try to become president elect. I felt like I could bring something more to the organization. Uh, I was fortunate there. Um, I will say that the very first year I applied for it, I did not get it, which is fine. Um, You know, but it kind of helped me through that process and and helped me learn where I need to grow and and to get better in order to get to that level. So the second year I became president-elect was uh, 2021. And then the next year, which was actually last year, 2021-22, I served as president of the Virginia Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, uh, which to me was, uh, I'm very proud of what we accomplished last year. Uh, and I say we, because it was the board of directors that really decided we were going to move the VIAAA from the era of COVID, where we met virtually or hybrid. Our goal from the very beginning was to have our state conference in March completely in person. And if you remember a year ago, we were still struggling with masks and things like that. Uh, so for us to do this involved a, a lot of cooperation, a lot of belief, a lot of trust <laughs> that we could get this thing going. And we had an outstanding executive director in Bob Stratton who really moved us forward, uh, who listened to all my ideas, no matter how crazy they were. and. And we, we ended up making it happen in March. And soon after that, I interviewed at Merrimack Valley and decided to accept the job up here. Technically, I'm still the immediate past president in Virginia. I know that they can call me and I'll do anything in the world for them. But I'm also more involved now with the New Hampshire Athletic Directors Association, which is a really interesting story. Um, as soon as I uh, got the job at Merrimack Valley, I actually called Mike McGurk, who's president of the NIAAA, because I know that Mike was a Virginia AD who trans- transitioned to Missouri. And so I, I emailed Mike, I said, Mike, do you have any advice, anything you can help me with? And he put me in touch with the executive director in New Hampshire, Carol Dosbrick. Right, And Carol, from the very beginning, was was so nice, so welcoming. She invited me up to their state conference, which happened to be at the end of May. So, you know, I already had the job in Merrimack Valley. I wasn't starting until July 1. So I decided to take a day and just, you know, fly up there, go to the conference for a day and see if I can meet as many people as I could. And everybody was so welcoming, so nice, from Mike Desilets, who's the president of the NHADA, um, to, there were just so many wonderful people that just welcomed me and introduced me to everybody. So that was a tremendous experience. Uh, so uh, I've, I've told the NHADA the same thing I told the VIAAA, that I'm just willing to get involved. I'll start at the ground level. It really doesn't matter. I just want to help and do what I can to, to make the organization great.
0: Well, again, I really appreciate you sharing that. And that's the message that we continually try to get out to athletic directors of all ages, that you need to take that first step. You need to go to the conference. You need to introduce yourself to people. Uh, You don't become president of a state association by accident. Uh, You know, you work through that process. And whether you become president or not, every state association is looking for people to volunteer, to be on committees, to uh, introduce speakers. So great message. Thanks so much uh, for sharing that. Once again, for our listeners, our guest today is Kenny Edwards, Certified Master Athletic Administrator, and he's the Director of Athletics and Activities at Merrimack Valley High School in Penacook, New Hampshire. We're going to take another break, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank our uh, good friends at Snap Mobile for their support. It's a tremendous platform and uh, has a lot of different features. Go to OnSnap, that's onsnap.com, OnSnap.com, and check out all the things that Snap can do for you and your program. Uh, they have fundraising, uh, they've got organizational platforms. Uh, Snap Mobile is the parent company and again for more information go to onsnap.com or you can contact your local snap mobile representative to get the support you need that's on snap.com you can get all the information that you need from a fundraising platform uh, our coaches used snap raise and it was just fantastic um, as an athletic director i knew what was going on but i wasn't involved So once again, go to OnSnap.com and get started with their great platform. We also want to thank our good friends at Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all teams, for all the events, or a great way to display your school's Hall of Fame, go to VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles and a library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. Go to com or email them at sales at com to get started. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Kenny, one of the things that we try to do with this podcast is the idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you've done at the schools where you've been the athletic director or maybe some things you're doing right now at Merrimack Valley that you're particularly proud of that uh, you would put in that uh, category of best practices?
1: Well, sure. I think one of the things that I started at Jamestown and I've continued at Merrimack Valley is a weekly athletic newsletter. And that I find that that is so important because it disseminates information rather quickly and it puts it all at the fingertips of our readers, our constituents, which are our parents, our students, our coaches, our teachers, admin, school board. Everyone can find information rather quickly. Uh, And it's kind of morphed over time and developed into something that I'm really, really pretty happy with. Now I'm still trying to make it better each week, but when I was at Jamestown, I just created a simple Word document uh, and we emailed that. We changed parts of it and emailed it. Since I've come to the Valley, we've created a document, uh, a living document on S'more, which is a little bit easier to transfer pictures, to transfer video, uh, to create a little bit more graphics. And it's it's been something I've had a lot of fun with and we've sort of developed it and it's it's. We're adding things to it each week here at the Valley, and uh, it's been very well received. Uh, I've gotten some suggestions from folks on how to make it better, which is always a good thing because that means they're reading it, and they're they're trying to help it get better. They're invested in it, which is something that I like. So I would recommend that for any new AD, it's a it's another form of communication. It gets your message out, and for me, I help shape my vision of where I think Valley athletics should be in five or 10 years, you know, with sportsmanship, with competition, with motivation, with our participation numbers, all of those things that I think are so important as we continue to move this outstanding program forward. You know, I want to, I want to use that newsletter to kind of shape my vision and, and allow people to have some insight into where I think we're moving in the next couple of years. And that's been really important Uh, for me personally, to be able to get that message out. The other thing that we've done is we've enhanced our social media presence a little bit more here at the Valley. We've gotten on Instagram, which this is the first time I've ever used Instagram in the high school setting. And it's become a lot of fun. You know, I'll take pictures uh, at games and and I'll post those. And uh, now we're starting to get to the point where parents or coaches will send me pictures of events, especially away events that I can't make we'll definitely include those on our Instagram page. Uh, We like to send something out each day. We call it game day, where we send something out announcing the games for that day, trying to draw interest. Uh, and, And we're very fortunate. We do not charge admission for any home events other than football and basketball. So we're wide open in terms of allowing our students to come, our community to come and see the events. So for us, it's important to get that information out so that they know when we're playing. And they can be at events, um, and we have great community support. Uh, some other things that we've started to to develop is a parents' night, you know, where we've tried to put a little spin on it, where we've involved our athletic trainer to talk about concussion protocol and our return to play. Um, we've involved different students to help us get our message across in terms of sportsmanship. So these are some creative things that we're, we're constantly trying to improve and add on. Uh, and I will say that Valley Athletics was in a great position when I got here. They had a tremendous athletic director named Kevin O'Brien, who had been here for 35 years uh, and did a fantastic job of just laying the foundation and building this program. So really, my job is to come in and take what he did and try to enhance it and create memorable experiences for our student athletes uh, moving forward but valley is a is an incredible place and it's just fun to be able to add things and enhance what was already in place
0: no absolutely and i i love the comments that you made about you know the getting your message out there um because you know kids or or parents you know they're going to talk and uh you know if you don't give them anything to talk about they're going to figure out their own thing so again (laughs) I know it's right. a cliche, but it's so true, true, taking control of the narrative and, and making that narrative your own great stuff, great advice. Kenny, you and I were talking during the break um, about, you know, the officials um, shortage that every state is experiencing. Um, you know, I thought you had some good comments. You know, can you share some of
1: those with our listeners? Sure. Um, the referee shortage is, is real. It was real in Virginia and it's real in New Hampshire. Uh, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of great officials cycle out of officiation or officiating because of uh, either retirement or injury or just the whole COVID pandemic has changed the landscape of high school sports a little bit. Uh, and we're at a, at a very crucial time in high school athletics in terms of gathering officials. In 2018, I went down to the National Conference in San Antonio, and we were struggling with some sportsmanship issues concerning officials at Jamestown. I heard uh, a couple of ADs talking about a program called Thank a Ref Program. And so I, I picked their brain a little bit about it. Um, and, and I really like what I heard. And I spent the next couple of days really trying to expand that idea on how we could use it to help our programs at Jamestown, not only with sportsmanship, but with also creating opportunities for referees to get more involved and letting them know we're thankful for them. So I got back to Jamestown. We started a program called the Thank a Ref Program, uh, and we use it to make sure that we let our referees know how thankful we are that they're there, that they are calling games, that they're working with high school athletics. And this was all pre-pandemic. And so coming out of the pandemic, coming up to Valley, it's one of the things that I, I want to continue. It's a tradition I want to start here is the Thank a Ref program. And basically what you do is it's is really simple. We just had a big poster that said, thank you from fall sports. And we had all of our fall sports athletes sign it. We would laminate it. And then we would put it up at different fall sports venues where we were having our Thank a Ref night. And we would announce the referees before the game. We would take a picture. We put it out on social media with the caption, thank you to three of the best referees in the state. You know, we wouldn't list their name, obviously, but we would have their picture there. uh, And we would just try to promote uh, being a referee. At our ticket table that night, and what we'll do at Valley is we'll put it at our entrance table. We would have a QR code from the NFHS that our spectators could, you know, use their phone to get into the QR code to find out how to become a referee in the sport that they like. And we make different PSA, public service announcements during the games, letting our spectators know, hey, if you're interested in becoming a referee, it is a job. You do get paid. It's a lot of fun. Here's who to contact. And we would try to push it that way. And that's kind of the program that we eventually want to bring to Valley as well, where we're thanking our referees, letting them know that, They're appreciated. And then it's also helped us from a a sportsmanship standpoint because it lets the parents and the students know that the referees are human as well. You know, there's a human side to them. They're not just calling games randomly or arbitrarily, and they don't care about the student-athletes. It's quite the opposite. They're doing it because they care about the student-athletes. They're refereeing because they care about the state of high school sports. And that's our message that we're trying to get out. And as I get more ingrained into the athletic department at Valley, that's one of the messages and and that's part of my vision for moving forward is that we create opportunities to thank referees and let our spectators know that, you know, if you played high school sports and you're looking for a way to stay involved, becoming a referee is a fantastic uh, way to stay involved, a fantastic way to stay in shape, to make a little extra money, but also to stay connected to that sport that you love. So that's kind of where we're at. Uh, I feel very passionate about that. I've written articles about it. Um, and, and it's kind of, you know, one of my, I guess, if I had a hobby within my athletic career, athletic administrator career, would kind of be thank a ref and, and trying to build the referees associations back up.
0: Well, I, I, again, I, I really appreciate that as a longtime AD and as a longtime uh, uh, high school basketball official. I still referee games. Uh, Down here in Florida, again, the official shortage is hitting us too. And again, it's new officials that are leaving and it's older officials that are just saying, you know, hey, uh, it's time to uh, retire. I'm 65 years old. And there were a number of times last year on a three-man varsity basketball crew, I was the youngest guy. So uh, again, we do need more officials. Thanks so much for doing that. As an official, uh, when we see those signs, we really do appreciate it. For listeners, our guest is Kenny Edwards. He's a certified master athletic administrator. He's the director of athletics and activities at Merrimack Valley High School in Penacook, New Hampshire. Kenny, we're going to do this at the end of the podcast. But if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, find out more about how you do things, what's the best way that they can get hold of you?
1: Uh, the best way is definitely by email, and you can reach me at k. Edwards, E D W A R D S, at M S, or I'm sorry, M V S D Pride, P R I D E dot org. So M V S D Pride dot org. And you can email me anytime. I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, But, you know, part of the great thing about being an athletic director is that unlike being a coach where you may have secrets that you don't want to share with anybody being an athletic director, I, I freely give everything I have, you know, whatever you want, you can have, you know, I've, we do something for uh, home football games, which is a game day itinerary and uh, we put it out there and it mainly it serves to help keep me organized on game day because you know, football is, It's a different kind of home day. Uh, There's so many things that go around a football game, so many different moving parts that I created the itinerary to keep me organized, but other officials or other ADs have reached out for copies of that and we'll send, we'll send whatever we have. So feel free to contact me at any time and I'll be more than happy to help.
0: And again, I'm going to guess your information's on the NIAAA portal for our uh, NIAAA members. So uh, Kenny Edwards, we're going to take a quick break, but we will be back. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our friends at Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com, tell them you heard about it on the podcast, and use the podcast code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Start creating custom-branded content for your social media channel. That's Gipper.com. And we want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to Huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Over 200,000 teams across 40 different sports are using Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. As a head football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the smart cameras, the mobile apps, of course they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Go to huddle.com and find out how your school can become a Huddle school. At Huddle, we believe in sports, and teams believe in Huddle. Join the six million users, including your student athletes, and find out how your school can become a Huddle school. That's Huddle.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Kenny, um, sportsmanship is is one of those things that I think people sometimes they they're either very passionate about it or. It, becomes an afterthought. And I think that's where trouble sometimes surfaces. You know, for me, uh, it's always been a big deal for me as an athletic director, but uh, what are some of your thoughts on, on how we can create uh, better sportsmanship at our events?
1: Well, I think that's a great question. I think the first thing we have to do for, for everyone involved, the athletes, spectators, parents, coaches, so forth, we need to define what good sportsmanship looks like. And it has to be a very clear picture and the expectations have to be very clear as well. And I think the great way to do that is at a preseason parents meeting where you bring in the parents and the students and you explain what sportsmanship means at your school. In other words, like what does sportsmanship mean at Merrimack Valley High School? What does it look like to have good sportsmanship? There's always going to be adversity. There's always going to be tough times. Things are not always going to go your way. And you've got to be able to react to them in a mature way that brings um, your school to, to a good light, to brings, that, that brings praise to your school, you know, instead of tearing down what your school stands for. And I think it's so important that student-athletes realize that they are being watched, not only by other student-athletes or their parents, but by younger students that are in the elementary school that want to emulate their actions, They want to grow up and be like them. So there's a responsibility factor there for our current student athletes that they need to pay it forward, so to speak, with sportsmanship. They need to leave a legacy that lets it be known to other students that it's okay to be a good sport. It's okay to exhibit good sportsmanship to a referee who makes a really bad call or makes a call that he thought was correct, but may have missed it. That happens. It's okay to help the opponent off the ground. You know, if you accidentally knock them down or knock them down on purpose, help them up. It's okay to exhibit good sportsmanship. And that's sort of the legacy that we want our student athletes to realize that they're leaving that behind as well as a legacy of hard work, determination, great team, uh, team camaraderie, teamwork, and so forth. So, you know, nowadays coming out of the pandemic, I've heard a lot of ADs say that there's a lot of anger in the community. There's a lot of anger at sporting events. Uh, People are lashing out at referees or opponents or other fans. And I say to that, that, you know, it's important that we talk to people, that we develop that relationship with our spectators, with our parents, even if it's something as simple as standing at the entranceway and just greeting people when they come into your building or when they come into your stadium, letting them know that This is the A.D. He's here in case problems arise, but he's also here to say hi, to say thanks for coming out tonight. We appreciate you being here. We're looking forward to watching both teams compete and so forth. Uh, We do sportsmanship announcements before the games, just like everyone else. But I think it's important that there's a human side to those announcements where we talk about making the event a memorable experience for students making it something that they can look back on and remember the actual game itself and not the peripheral things that may have happened in the stands or poor sportsmanship. And so those are some of the things that we tried at Jamestown and we're going to continue to try to do it at Valley, just to try to build good sportsmanship. Um, I am impressed so far with our student athletes and coaches at Merrimack Valley. I'm impressed with their um their emphasis on sportsmanship and and doing things the right way. So I think we're well on well on the right road to doing things, you know, the right way and being an example uh, for other schools.
0: Uh, I love that phrase, making a memorable experience. Uh, you know, we talked at the school I was at before I retired, and they still do it. We talked about in a general way enhancing the student athlete experience in a lot of different ways. And certainly having fun at the games uh, was one of it, but uh, make it a memorable experience, you know, as you're talking to the fans and the parents, great, great stuff. Um, We're going to take another quick break, but we're going to be back with some more. Our guest today is Kenny Edwards. He's a certified master athletic administrator from New Hampshire. Please stay with us. This is the educational AD podcast. We want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in a house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication, and even help with their own certification management. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to FinalForms.com forward slash Jake. That's FinalForms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. Welcome back, everyone, to our visit with Kenny Edwards, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Kenny, one of the questions that we've been asking our athletic directors almost since the podcast began uh, is this idea of how to be how to do a better job of being socially aware. Uh, I know that's a big umbrella, uh, but do you have any advice for us?
1: Well, I think you know, the move from Virginia to New Hampshire has really made me more aware of of what's going on in my community. And I say, you know, I hear socially aware and immediately I go to national topics, which have kind of dominated our news cycle over the last couple of years. And that's fine. There's a place for that. But I think as athletic directors, we need to be more socially aware of what's happening in our community. We need to be more aware of what our students are going through on a daily basis. And it's, for those that are looking to relocate or to change jobs you know, from one school to another, uh, I'll give you a little, a little example. When I was at Jamestown, we had 1,400 students and 1,400 of those, all 1,400 were from one area of Williamsburg. When I got to Merrimack Valley, we're what's called a regional high school. We draw from five different towns within a region. So what is, is a situation in one town May not be a situation in another town. So, the challenge for me was to get to know our students from all of the different areas that feed into Merrimack Valley, to find out what affects them on a daily basis, what issues and what social um, situations are surrounding uh, their life when they leave school and when they go home that might pull into athletics, affect them in some way in school or with their academics. And so, for me to be more socially aware, I had to become more active in the community. When we moved up here, my wife and I made the conscious decision. It was intentional that we were going to find a house in our school zone because we wanted to send the message that that we're gonna be here for a long time and that we're committed to the school. Well, in doing that, I integrated myself into the community and I immediately began to hear about some of the issues became more socially aware of some of the situations that our students are going through. Um, and, and it's it's eye-opening, really. And it's given me a different uh, viewpoint in terms of mentoring our students, mentoring our coaches. And I think for an AD, being socially aware has to start in your community. And then it can expand from there to your state, things that may be affecting other ADs in your state, where if you're a mentor to other ADs, you can help help them through what they're going through by being more aware of the, the situation that they might be in or the situations that are surrounding their community. And then, of course, the national issues, becoming more socially aware of national issues will always trickle down to the local level. So it's important to have an idea of what's going on nationally. Um, I know when I was in, in Virginia, uh, we talked a lot about national issues when I, as, as a part of the VIAAA. We wanted to make sure that we're including um, the national issues in our minutes and in the things that we talk about in our meetings to try to help our ADs help their students. And so I think there's a lot of different levels there, but it all starts in your own community and being more aware of what's going on with your students.
0: Yeah, it, the point that you first made about getting involved, uh, you know, getting involved with your state association, now getting involved with the community where you're at, Absolutely um you know get out of your office get out on the practice field you know the the, the theme uh, that you just talked about has been repeated throughout uh, our visit with you uh but it's just so important really appreciate you sharing that um this has been really cool Kenny uh you know spending some time with you and uh, get to know you a little bit about your program looking forward to maybe uh connecting with you at our national conference in Nashville yeah. but we're not done yet uh we always like to wrap up with the Athletic Director's Toolbox. So we're gonna take a quick break and hear from uh, Athletic Surveys who sponsor our Toolbox segment. And when we come back, we're gonna find out what Kenny Edwards is gonna put into his new Athletic Director Toolbox. Please stay with us. We wanna say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my schools, we use surveys for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the information that came back was almost always over-the-top positive, and it'll be the same for you. But surveys also allow that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit And sometimes they'd share a small problem that you could address and keep it from turning into a big problem because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. If you never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Go to AthleticSurveys.com or email them at info at AthleticSurveys.com to get started. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. That's AthleticSurveys.com. Well, we've been visiting today with Kenny Edwards. He's a certified master athletic administrator from New Hampshire. Right now, I'm going to challenge him to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but I'm only going to let him put three things in the toolbox. Kenny, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox?
1: Well, I think the first item is, to me, the most important, and that's building face-to-face relationships, Excuse me. That is so important Uh, as a new athletic director starts out, it's you've got to take time to get to know people. You've got to take time to um, explain your vision for the athletic program and included in that group is your student athletes. A lot of times when we say get to know people, you know, athletic directors will think, oh, okay, I'm only going to get to know the people that can help me, uh, can make my job easier. And I think you're really missing the mark when you do that, because you've got to take time to get to know your student athletes. You've got to take time to get to know your coaches. Those are the two most important groups that you're going to deal with every day. And that's what I would tell a new AD is to, to really get to know, to spend time talking with them and express your vision and to see what their expectations are for you on the new job. The second thing is for me, when I first became an athletic director for the first time, I decided that I was going to be very intentional about being great at running our events. And the reason for that is a lot of spectators, a lot of parents, that's their first impression of your athletic program is your event. And you want your events to run smoothly. You want them to be safe getting into the event, exiting the event. You want the parking lot to be safe. So there's a lot of different aspects that go into running a good high school event. And so I decided that I was going to be great at that. So I spent a lot of time studying it. I create a checklist for myself to stay organized. And to this day, after all the years of doing this, I still have a checklist for every single event that I run because I don't want to forget anything. Um, I know for we had homecoming two weeks ago. I checked the referees for every single homecoming game at least eight days in advance. And I checked those referees every single day for eight days. And I had the referees memorized. I had their contact information memorized simply because I was scared that we were not going to have a referee show up. And I wanted to make sure I covered all my bases. So that's the second thing I would tell the new AD is that running events is sort of like the front porch. It's what people are going to remember. It's Mm -hmm. what they're going to see first about your program. You know, they're not so much worried about Whether you don't order the right number of basketballs, but they are worried about security in the stands at a basketball event, or they are worried about, is it safe to bring my kids to a baseball game or stuff like that? So it's important that you are great at running events. And then the third thing, the thing that I'm leaning on in my transition from Jamestown to Merrimack Valley is I'm working hard every day to be an intentional listener. I want to make sure I listen with a purpose and I'm going to try to draw things out of what someone else is telling me that are important. And I'm going to follow up with questions, you know, making sure that I have complete understanding, but also part of being an intentional listener is giving value to the speaker. And I want the speakers to know that they're valuable to me and I'm going to take the time. I'm going to put in the effort to really listen to what you're saying to make our situation here better at Merrimack Valley with our athletic department, with our school. We want to make sure that we're listening to our constituents and what they're telling us. So those would be the three things that I would pass on to a new AD uh, in their toolbox. Of course, I'm always willing to help if anyone has any questions on those or whatever I can do to help. Um, I'm always available.
0: Well, again, you probably saw me writing down those. I love the tools. And again, that Event management, um, you know, there, there's so many different aspects to different sports. You know, running a, a volleyball game is different from a football game. Uh, uh, running a volleyball tournament is different than just a single standalone game. So, yeah, um, spending your time at those different events and and making them to everybody that walks in, they go, boy, this this was just seamless. Uh, they don't realize all the attention to detail that uh, goes into making those things seem seamless. And of course, listening, people have heard me say many times, that's a tool I wish I uh, had had in my toolbox. And then once it was in my toolbox, I wish I would have used it much sooner uh, than I did. Kenny, you alluded to it, you love to help. uh, And that's the athletic director mantra. If one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain a little more, what's the best way they can get
1: hold of you? The best way is by email for sure. And I'll try to get back to you within 24 hours. You can reach me at kedwards, E-D-W-A-R-D-S at mvsdpride.org, mvsdpride.org. And I encourage you, if you have any questions, if I've said anything that you want to learn more about, like our Thank a Referee program or anything like that, please feel free to reach out. Always available to talk. I will be in Nashville Uh, Looking forward to the national conference. So if you see me and you want to ask a question, please feel free to stop me and I'll be more than happy to talk to you.
0: All right. Well, definitely going to be looking for you there. We'll uh, we'll make plans to connect. Kenny Edwards, Certified Master Athletic Administrator from Merrimack Valley High School in Kennebuk, uh, New Hampshire. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you very much. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it.
0: Once again, for our listeners, uh, the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Before we go, we do want to say thanks to our partners, WeCoach and the global community of women in high school sports. Two great organizations you really need to be a part of. Uh, global community of women in high school sports, and we coach. Thanks for listening today. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast.